as it starts to get cold in the colder climates, things slow down. People begin to, to move slower. You're exerting less energy overall. So because there's less hydration, that puts more stress on the water element in your body, which is your kidneys and your bladder. This is episode number 308 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. I'm Kim and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, some blessings. Yes. And thank you for joining us this episode. If you are interested in improving and optimizing your health naturally, you have come to the right place. At the time of this recording, which is January 16th, I believe. 18th. Oh, 18th. Excuse me. <laughs> January 18th. In our part of the world, we're in New Jersey, we are in the winter season and Jamal and I thought it would be fitting to talk about winter detoxification. So that's what we're going to be discussing in this episode. But before we begin the organic food for thought, which we are bringing back that segment, we used to do that in previous episodes and got away from it. Um, but we're bringing it back where each episode we're going to be talking briefly about a health topic, something to think about, something to ponder over. And in this segment, the question that we're going to be answering is, are salads beneficial in the winter? Now, I can speak for myself that when the weather seems to get colder, salads is something that I'm not craving. And a lot of our clients that work with us, they also say that during the cold months or winter seasons, it's hard for them to eat a salad and there's a reason why. Yeah, when it comes to salads, uh, it seems to be the the symbol of good health. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when everyone goes on their health regimen and they're trying to do the right thing or the quote unquote right thing, uh, salads seems like it's uh, a staple, seems like you're obligated to, to eat salads, mm -hmm. right? And I think that it's very important to listen to your body. We go through these cycles, uh, every change of season and our need for food cycles and how we crave and eat food that cycles through as well as in nature. There are certain foods that are available at different times of the year. So we're actually meant to eat in cycles, but uh, we no longer have to eat with the season because we're not relying on our environment anymore we have technology so we can import things all over the world but with that access it does throw our bodies out of balance so salads can be a, a healthy thing to eat but it's not the end all be all and if you're not uh, feeling salads if you're not being pulled towards salads you can you know, have optimum health without a salad uh, during the winter time when it's cold out. The last thing that you're craving are cold foods right. and, and, and those types of foods where you're going to be eating them fresh and raw. They wouldn't grow in your area anyway to embrace soups and stews. You can easily get a lot of nutrition by eating those things. There's so many different things that you can add to soups that you can't put in a salad, right? So I would argue that 
can make a soup that could be far more nutritionally dense than a salad. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you have to have a salad in order to be healthy. You can have soups with so many different items in them and flavors and flavors exactly mm -hmm. with so many more varieties and you can boost your health there's this thing that uh is being said when it comes to uh, raw foods versus cooked foods where in order to get all of the nutrition the food has to be raw and that and that's a half truth because there are some nutrients that can only be unlocked when the food is cooked right mm -hmm. and when you cook something thoroughly you break it down to make it more digestible it doesn't have the enzymes to help to, to digest it but you're breaking it down so that you can digest it further and right? get more nutrition and get from more it. nutrition from it mm -hmm. and when you're cooking in the form of a soup any uh, nutrients that may leach from the overcooking of uh, whatever it is that you're making, that goes inside of the broth, right? And now you're consuming all of it. So you're still getting everything. So they both have their, their pros and cons when eating something raw and eating something cooked. But that's why we have our cycles. Then when the spring comes and you've been eating heavier and now you're ready to lighten up now fresh things are actually starting to grow and you have access to these things mm -hmm. and we start to crave these things then it's just a natural progression to start eating some of those things following the cycle so don't feel guilty because you you don't want to eat a salad it's not a requirement you don't have to do it there's other ways to reach optimum health and listen to your body right and you'll enjoy it more <laughs> exactly so now let's segue into the episode and in this episode we're going to be talking about winter detoxification so when we talk about detoxification we're talking about internal hygiene and we've talked about this in previous episodes and i'll list them in the show notes page which will be lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash three zero eight but internal hygiene, when you think of hygiene, we normally think externally, right? We take our showers, we wash our face, uh, we exfoliate, um, all these things we think about when we think of hygiene, but we don't talk about internal hygiene enough. And our bodies, we do have internal systems that cleanse and detoxify the body. But unfortunately, in the day and time that we live in, the pollution from the environment, the processed foods that are readily available, the emotional stressors that we're inundated with, all these things weigh so heavily on our bodies. So it's beneficial to also assist our bodies as well. Yeah, we did some really good episodes on detoxification. So I definitely recommend uh, going back and checking those out because we really got into detail about the detoxification process but it's something that you can't talk about enough. Uh, internal hygiene is a term that that we coined uh, because I think it adds perspective to what it is that that you're doing. And uh, people take hygiene, the word hygiene, they take that a little more. Well, they take it a lot more serious. 
So <laughs> when so when we start talking about hygiene, like this is your hygiene internally, it just adds a different light on it and it it just makes it more important for people, right? So this this is a part of your regular hygiene, your internal hygiene. You know, you should have daily internal hygiene, monthly internal hygiene, seasonally internal hygiene, right? Like that's extremely important. So when we start thinking about it in that perspective, we understand the necessity of why it is that you have to do it. Right. And also when you talk about detoxification, it's also a great way when you do this consistently to reset and rebalance our body moving throughout the seasons. You know, as Jamal mentioned, you eat differently during various times of the year. And for whatever reason, uh, maybe you had a stressful season or you were in an environment where you couldn't eat the healthiest. There's so many reasons why your health may fall off, but doing detoxes periodically and we recommend seasonally, if you do something every three months, it helps to reset and rebalance you so that you can, you know, feel your best and move forward into the next season stronger. Right. It It's the key to optimum health because one of the things that uh, we do when you come into Life, Strength and Health is we have you fill out an intake form. And uh, one of the two of the questions is uh, what the first one is. Um, have you ever done a detox before? Uh, detoxes are becoming more and more popular. So yes. people are trying them, right? Whether it becomes a staple or not, people try it at least once to see how it goes. Um, and there's so many different detoxes out there. Uh, so various different detoxes people may try. The second uh, question is, how often do you detox? Mm-hmm. And usually uh, we'll get, you know, uh, or, or when was the last time you detox? Uh, I think that's a question that we ask as well. And usually it'll be years. Uh, some people will detox once a year. Sometimes we get uh, one to two, but we rarely get seasonally. Mm-hmm. So you think about routine, the routines in your life. Like you have a routine of uh, brushing your teeth daily, you know, twice a day. For some people, multiple times a, a day, you have that routine. You have a routine of uh, taking a shower every day, right? So we have these routines to maintain good external hygiene in a sense. So you need to have a routine in place to maintain internal hygiene. So if every change of season, you're cleansing your body and you're aiding it in releasing toxicity unburdening your body overall, that's going to help to keep your health closer to optimum. Because a lot of times, uh, poor health comes from neglect. It comes from neglecting your body over time. Because of the way you eat, because of the way you live, whatever the case may be, over long periods of time, your body begins to break down and degenerate. So to have that, those moments, that time where you're not only resetting, but you're just creating this habit of uh, better health is going to be beneficial for you. And every change of season is a really good time to do that because just like 
Uh, the seasons shift, our body shifts, our, our thoughts shift. It's the perfect time to ride that rhythm. Yes. And when we talk about detoxes, not all detoxes are the same. The most common one when people say they do a detox is generally a full body detox. Right. And with the full body detox, it, that's that's exactly what it is. You're cleansing your entire body, which is great. Yeah. Like that, that's a great thing to do. Better one, than nothing. Right. One of the popular uh, cleanses that I'm seeing now are like the, the juice feasts or mm -hmm. the juice uh, detoxes. And a lot of companies now are offering uh, different types of juices. Yeah, like fresh pressed juices. Right. That mm -hmm. you can buy. Um, and you can just drink juice for a couple of days. Uh, some have like two and three day packages. I've seen up to a week and you're just drinking fresh juice. And um, whenever it's not specified on what type of cleanse it is, you're usually just doing a, a full body cleanse, which has its benefits. Mm -hmm. But as you begin to fine tune your health and take it further, there is more benefit. Uh, taking time to address areas of your body individually. Mm -hmm. Also, in addition to that, there may be some areas of your body that need individual attention. Right. Uh, one of the things that we specialize at Life Strength and Health is in detoxification. And uh, our detoxes are very specific to the individual. We do also offer full body detoxes because sometimes that is what you need. Um, or it could be in, in combination of some specific things. Right, it depends on where you're at. Right, but mm -hmm. it's important to understand um, where you're at in the season and what you need to do, as well as where are you at in your health to decide what it is that you need to do. Exactly. Right, all detoxes can be different. So, if you need to cleanse your digestive system and you pick up a liver detox because you know that you need to detox, it's going to be helpful, but it's not going to address your digestive system, mm -hmm. right? And, and sometimes um, the order that you do a cleanse is important. So you may not need to do a liver detox and in doing a liver detox and your intestines is backed up and you're not moving, that could actually cause things to be worse. And it, be, and it makes the cleanse very unpleasant. Right. And you feel like, oh, this doesn't work. Exactly. So there's a lot of factors in into choosing the right detox. But I think the first step is just understanding that, um, it is important that at some points to get very specific with the type of cleanses that you do. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as far as detoxes, we touched on this earlier about the seasonal detoxes, doing one every change of season. And as we progress further in this episode, we're going to drill down on the winter detox. But seasonal detoxes, doing something on a quarterly basis is a great way to optimize your health. Right. A lot of people... Uh, that do practice seasonal detoxes, a lot of times they do the same cleanse. And there is extreme benefit in variety in anything that you do. You mm -hmm. know, when it comes to exercise, it's important that, to have variety and to change up your workouts. When it comes to eating, 
it's important to rotate your food so that you you make sure that you're nutritionally balanced. And Even your supplements. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's important to, to rotate your supplements. It's also important to do different types of detoxes for optimum results. So every change of season, ideally, you're addressing different systems and organs of your body. Um, every change of season, there are different uh, systems and organs of your body that are more stressed than others. So to take time to address those things are important. I know using the uh, Chinese holistic uh, medical system, they charted uh, which particular organs are the most active and the most stressed at different times of the year. Mm -hmm. So uh, we follow that chart in uh, understanding the best um, parts of the body to cleanse and win. So speaking on organs of the season, the organs of the winter season are the kidneys and the bladder. And just briefly, um, our kidneys are our filters for ridding our bodies of waste and toxic substances and returning vitamins and amino acids, glucose and hormones and other vital substances into the bloodstream. And our bladder stores our urine and assists us in urination. Right. And. When we look at the body from a holistic perspective, you can't talk about isolated organs. So even though the organs of the season are the kidneys and the bladder, you're still talking about the whole body. Yes. So when you address the kidneys and the bladder, you're not neglecting everything else. You're giving the kidneys and the bladder, their time to to shine. You're giving uh, your kidneys and your bladder um, the love and the energy that they need. And the in VIP t- seats. Right. <laughs> and, and in turn, it's having a positive effect on your entire body, yes. right? From, mm-hmm. from an Asian perspective that falls into uh, the water element, right? We're, we're talking about uh, water, in the body and how your body deals with that. And uh, when we look at the kidneys, two glands that sit on top of the the kidneys are your adrenal glands, uh, which are very important glands uh, in your system, right? So you can't think that you're going to address your your kidneys and not also address your your adrenal glands. So we're talking about adrenal health as well. Mm-hmm. And from an energetic perspective, uh, they say that you uh, hold your your chi, your energetic system in, in your kidneys. So it affects your energy levels right. as well. And also when you talk about the water element, when you think about the seasons, when you talk about the spring season and the summer season, the days are longer. You're, you want to be more active. You're more, you're doing more things. It's warmer. You're sweating more. Those are the times that you are going to drink more water. Like that's, it's an easier time of the year for us that have warmer climates, you know, or that experience the four seasons, you're going to crave water more because your body needs to be hydrated. But moving into the winter season, you're going to be less active. It's colder. You're indoors more. 
you're not as active. So it's easy to slack and not drink as much water as you should or warmer fluids like teas and stuff. People tend to hydrate less in the colder seasons. Right. And the days are, are shorter. The, mm-hmm. day, the days are shorter. So you're you're not um, as active for longer periods of the day. And as it starts to get cold in the colder climates, things slow down. People begin to to move slower. You're exerting less energy overall. So because there's less hydration, that puts more stress on the water element in your body, which is your kidneys and your bladder. Right. So some simple things that you can incorporate into your life to support and nourish and show your kidneys and bladder some love is to consume warm fluids. You know, we still need to hydrate. Our bodies still need needs these things. So consuming herbal teas is a great way to get those warm fluids into the body. And also eating more soups and stews are a great way to consume warm liquids as well as get the nutrition that you need. Right. If we go back to the organic food for thought, uh, one of the things that we spoke about was the need or the desire to have less cold things. Um, And during this time of year, a lot of people like their water cold. The last thing you're thinking about is cold water when it's freezing out, right? And being that you're not as active and it's not as hot, you're not craving the water. So it's easy to neglect the water and uh, stress your body out by it not being as hydrated as it should. So we are craving warm things so you can embrace the warm fluids to hydrate your system. Water is not the only way to hydrate. You can hydrate your body through herbal teas. Now you want to consume non-caffeinated teas, right? Right, Because uh, caffeine um, is dehydrating. Right. It pushes the water out. It's a diuretic. So if you're consuming Uh, caffeinated teas as your form of hydration, that's not going to work. But if you're consuming natural herbal teas, not the sweet tea in the bottle that you buy from, you know, the grocery store, (laughs) we're talking about about herbal teas where you sprinkle the, the herbs in the water, you let it steep and you consume that warm. You can hydrate your body very well. Um, and you're using a natural sweetener, right? Like some raw honey or some stevia or some monk fruit. Those things aren't going to take away from, uh, you know, your health. And it's going to help to boost your hydration, uh, being that it's warm. And we spoke about um, having a lot of nutrition in salads that you have the broth element to that. Mm-hmm. So you can hydrate your system by having broths as well. So those two ways are very easy ways to hydrate yourself without having to sit and drink water. And if you have some digestive system challenges, 
you know, soups and stews cooked properly is such a great way to like bathe and inundate your body with nutrients that doesn't strain your digestive system. Absolutely. So um, two important pieces of the puzzle. And when we're looking at uh, types of teas and we're looking at um, your uh, kidneys and your bladder, uh, marshmallow is a great herb that you can have in the form of tea to um, to nourish those areas of the body. Um, it helps to uh, purge the body of um, any type of developing stones um, in a safe way. It lubricates and helps to break them down and help to move those things through your system, helps, helps it not to build up uh, in your system. So marshmallow is great. Juniper uh, berries are great for, for nourishing those areas and strengthening those areas of the body as well. So those are two herbal teas that, um, that you can uh, make and consume uh, for this time of the year. And when you talk about the organs of the season, more specifically in this episode, we're talking of the winter season, the emotions of the organs is fear. And fear, when you talk about taking health from a holistic perspective, like emotions are the seedlings for sickness and disease. It starts with emotions. And when you experience certain emotions and you don't release them, they can be stored within our bodies and within our organs. And so when you're taking a natural approach, you also want to address the emotions as well. Yeah. When they looked at, I like to call them emotional stressors, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it, it just gives it its context. Like when we think about stress, we look at it more from how it impacts you in a negative way when we think about stress. So emotional stressor gives it perspective. So the emotional stress of fear has an impact on your kidneys and your bladder. It stresses those areas out specifically and it weakens them. And then uh, when you take into account dehydration because we're not hydrating ourselves properly and we may not be eating properly, um, it just sends you in a direction that you don't want to go. So it's important to when you're addressing your body from a holistic perspective and you're addressing specific areas of your body, it's important to understand the emotional stressors that are connected to those areas and to address those things as well. Right. So the winter season is all about fear. It's all about explosive anger, holding things in to a point where you can't take it anymore and you just want to explode. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people don't explode. They suppress and hold it in. You hold it in. Mm-hmm. And when you hold that negative energy in, it impacts your body in a negative way. So in addressing the organs of the season in addressing the emotional stressors of the season, a good way to do that is through journaling. Right. So if there's something uh, that. Uh, you have a fear of or you're fearful of like it could you could just be fearful of 2021 Mm -hmm. like just because uh, overall it was a a rough uh, 2020 for many and things don't seem to be getting better it's easy to think 
man, this, if 2020 brought us this, what is 2021 going to bring us? Right. And it's easy to be afraid. So it's important that you journal and you write these things down. You write down the things that are bothering you. You write down your fears. And then also take the time to write down, you know, what will happen if your worst fears played out? Right. You know, if they played out, uh, what would happen? What would you do? And to get it out on paper and to like understand what you'll do in addressing your fears, that helps to release it from your system and you will feel better. So definitely taking the time out to, to journal as a part of your holistic health regimen to deal with emotional stressors can be beneficial and a very holistic approach overall. So when we're talking about detoxification, it's all about prevention, right? It's about taking small, consistent steps to keep your health in check or to improve and optimize it. And it's one of the important keys of living a holistic lifestyle. By doing seasonal detoxes, it helps you to avoid major health challenges down the line. So that is the conclusion of this episode on winter detoxification. As we mentioned earlier, we did a few episodes on detoxification. And if you would like to check those out, we'll list them in the show notes page. And if you're interested in doing a winter detox program, we offer a customized winter detox program. And in our programs, we take out the guesswork and lay a foundation and system for you that will address the organs of the season, will help you with the nutrition, with recipes, the products that are included all towards nourishing and rebuilding and strengthening the kidneys and bladder but we also address the full body as well and we also address the emotional component so it's a true holistic program that is easy to follow and to implement all of our programs come with an extensive manual to walk you throughout the program answer your frequently asked questions talk about the products, how to use them. We include recipes in there as well and exercises to address your emotions. And if you need additional assistance, we offer a detox consultation with Jamal where he can address your questions even further. So I will list all of this information on the show notes page for this episode, which is lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 380. Eight. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, live healthier. Yes, live healthy, everyone. Peace and blessings.